0: Welcome, everyone, to Bat Force Radio, the Batman slash DC podcast with no limits. Uh, we got a good stack review episode for you tonight. We got the little Valentine's Day episode, you know, the month 11, we get the panel out of the way. I got uh, Robin Cross up in Canada. Yo. I got Bat Force Tom over in sunny California.
1: Happy Valentine's Day, guys. DM's always open.
0: I got Grandpa Batman, a.k.a. Dr. Do. You call
2: me Dr. Do. Dr. Do. <laughs>
0: Uh, We're going to go in today. Uh, Gramps, um, thought of a little talking point for Valentine's Day. And what was it? Uh, favorite DC couple? Uh, favorite comic book couples.
2: Yeah, yeah. Just, you know, because mm-hmm. this is the time of love. and Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> we are romantic guys.
0: Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, would I would say so. so. Um,
2: thought, hey, it would be kind of fun if we could just kind of give a list of our favorite comic couples. doesn't have to be DC. It can be from any... Mm. Any publisher, any any universe
0: who got a good um, who got some, who got a juicy ninety day DC fiance couple.
1: I don't know why. Just like when Gramps first mentioned it, the first couple I think of is uh, Dina Lance and Ollie. That that's like where my mind went initially. I don't know why, but uh, they just seem uh, like they're meant to be. I haven't been keeping up too much. Well, the TV show is a little different, obviously. The Arrow show. Uh, I am a big fan of Felicity. Uh, is it <laughs> what is it? Felicity Smoke is that her name? I know that she's got a lot of haters out there and people dislike the fact that they took, uh, like, like seasons long to flush out a relationship between her and Oliver. And aren't they spoilers? They're married, right? I think so. Uh, Uh,
3: I I haven't watched it. (laughs) It's pretty juicy. None of us are
1: big, uh, arrow viewers, but, uh, I, I, I can't even talk straight. I have such a crush on, on Felicity Snub. So yeah, I think of Oliver and I think of, uh, the comic book version and, uh, Old um, Dina, but then my mind also goes to uh, Felicity. Um, and then if 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 we can go outside the realm of comics for a second, I hope you don't mind, Gramps. But uh, my favorite 90 Day Fiance <laughs> Day couple, um, not necessarily that I that I enjoy because they're good people, because they're not by any sense of the word. Uh, but Eric and Lida are uh, the the most the, the most best good to watch because it is such cringe and uh, it's such cringe porn. I cannot help myself. So for all you 90 Day Fiance fans out there, um, I think you understand and agree. Eric and Lida are some of the best hate watching on television at this moment.
0: Dude, they got, they got her selling like cheap fake mall jewelry on Instagram. I Is just, that what they're doing? She's like promoting all these shit jewelry and diet brands. In there. It's Ugh. so good.
1: So good that, like, mm. it's just you need those kinds of people out there to make you feel better about yourself, you know? But,
0: or <laughs> well, worse yeah, about the I, world, <laughs> right?
1: I got whatever you, you choose,
0: but what about you guys? Robin, uh, who you got, Robin?
3: Uh, I'll go you know? uh, the same road that Tom went. Uh, the first one that came to mind when, uh, when Gramps brought this up was Kate Kane and Maggie Sawyer Ooh. Uh, from J.H. Uh, Williams' uh, Batwoman run, mm. and uh, then yeah, I'm gonna go off DC with one as well. Uh, one of my favorites because they're mm. really a lot more badass than on the TV show version, uh, Rick Grimes and Andrea in Walking Dead comics. Mm. Oh. Uh, you you don't even see them uh, on the you didn't see them in the TV series as a couple because they changed the story so much. but uh, in the comics, uh, after Lori dies, Rick and Andrea end up being you know a couple for a long time uh mm-hmm. and she's sort of carl's new mother and yada yada but uh, yeah they're they're both really uh badass in in the comic
0: man i was i was gonna say renee montoya and uh kate kane actually if you want to go out the realm of other media i would say uh, uh lance and alora from uh the voltron continuity because I, I never thought they would that would that would happen but uh how about uh,
3: the mask
0: podcaster, Grandpa Batman? We got Doctor Do, aka Doctor Love.
2: I thought I thought we were gonna come up with our top five, so I came up with our <laughs> five. Jesus How many relationships are? Uh, I'm a, I gave you three. A, I'm a real romantic guy. <laughs> uh, I, I my my number one was uh Hawkman and Hawk Girl. Although I don't know why she's called Hawk Girl. She's a woman. Yeah. But I guess it just sounds better than Hawk Woman.
3: Not mm. getting her due
2: for. The hawkstress. True Doc.
3: <laughs>
1: the hawkstress.
2: <laughs> the Hot Hawk. I don't know. Hawk girls. Hawkette. I don't know. I just, I, I like their story how they're eternally bound together in their reincarnations. Yeah,
1: I like them. Mm-hmm. I thought that they were like brother and sister. You know, doing that to throw everybody off, except for when they're on tour and then they, oh, wait, no, that's the White Stripe. Never mind. Mm. Okay, yeah. Yeah.
2: And then, uh, 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 I've always liked Peter Parker with Mary Jane Watson. Mm. Ah, yeah, I'm team. I'm team MJ. I, I'm not team
1: Gwen. Yeah. Me
0: Ooh. Too.
2: What
1: about Black Cat though? <laughs> More of
0: Wolfman. He created <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: I don't. What is? What am I doing right there? M- Black Mary- cat,
0: that's not a cat. M- a cat? MJ's, <laughs> Mary Jane's so hot though.
1: So She's paper man. She's they, <laughs> She's such hot paper and inks and colors. I, it, sometimes I think how silly it is that like we look at these like characters and we're like oh my god she's so hot. You, you
2: you look at them with your male gaze. Is that what you're
1: saying? <laughs> Gam Gam wanted me to
2: put in her.
0: Whoa whoa her,
2: her opinion. She she loves Wonder Woman with Steve Trevor. Although Ooh.
0: they're really yeah that's I mean, kind of cool. I like that.
2: In the comics, I mean, the, it was. I don't even know if they were like officially a couple. There was always a lot of flirtations and innuendos and stuff like that, but they had a cool, you know, relationship for their mm. their history in the comics. Yeah. Daredevil with Black Widow. Oh shit. Mm. Always I thought that was cool. I mean, Daredevil, man, he, he gets with everybody at, pretty much <laughs> man, in the Marvel universe.
0: He's like just like yeah. Bat- let's how what about Batman? Batman obviously he got the Queen Catwoman. He's yeah, uh Batman. he's had Batgirl, he's had Wonder Woman. Shh. Oh, he's, you can't just you can't just glaze over that like he's that. He's had Zatanna. He's, he's had little, he's had little things with Harley and Ivy, you know, little you know. In the
1: Bruce Tim he's had Batgirl.
0: Batman's had them all, or they all want. He ain't my hero well, for just one reason, boy.
1: People will still say that uh, Batman did not have Talia, but Talia had Batman without his consent. I forgot and that's about Talia.
0: Cool. That's how many broads he had. When, cool. when you could forget someone like Talia. You know, that's how many broads Batman's had. <laughs>
2: You know what though? I mean, you know, I, I don't consider like Batman and Catwoman like a real couple. Oh my God! Do you want hate mail? Ah, I do. Bring it on. I mean, I, I, yeah, to you. They're, they're not. They're not in like a a healthy like, it's like relationship. It's like I a mean, forbidden shit, love. Shit, yeah, I know. I know. I know. Tom, do- you're you're you're, you're, do- you're about do- to die. Doctor at Do wants some do. Batman
1: <laughs> at grandpa <laughs> underscore Batman on Instagram. Hate mail. But All I mean, at, at yeah, yeah, do-
2: you can't. Forgive someone that just walks away and leaves you hanging on a rooftop. Now can you?
0: Well, we don't know. We don't know why she did that yet. Boy, well, she was we gotta yeah, we it. Know. Gotta it. She was, she was, boy. We know. Holly, that knows. bitch. That bitch,
1: Holly. No. Anyway, she's <laughs> doing it
2: because you know she knows that <laughs> Gotham needs Batman. But I mean, yeah, they're they're the. Uh, yeah, I think she was. Know, what do they call? Um, the you know <laughs> yeah, it's a for, it's a forbidden love type of thing. You know. God, I get it. You know, but I wouldn't call them like couple. Couple. They're always kind of. Playing that game, I, re- I respect you know because think about this man doesn't this piss you off when a, a woman leads you on in one direction you think oh yeah and then they flip the script and there you go and you don't know you don't know what they're thinking but with Talia
0: you know exactly what she wants mm, beloved oh Talia's hot too damn man Batman's my hero <laughs> <laughs> and he can just he can just ignore ignore. Uh- her. All right, Batman and Catwoman are the greatest couple in the history of comics, agree or disagree. Batman and Catwoman? Yeah. What about Superman and Lois Lane?
1: That's a, big That's a big one. I mean, they're married with a kid, dude. And yeah, in, But Lois in multiple... Lane's not
0: that interesting.
1: Oh, here we go. Compared to Catwoman? <laughs> I'm team Lois. I don't Damn. like Superman with Wonder Woman. I she like... is smart. She is savvy. She is sexy. She's a journalist. She has integrity. Fake I, news. Just... Fake, fake news, news
0: Daily Bugle. <laughs> fake news.
1: Yeah, she she works for a uh, she works for a uh, uh, left leaning, uh, propagandist uh, <laughs> publisher publisher
0: yeah, who has an agenda, a hidden fucking agenda. Fucking writing puff pieces and talking bad about the bat. They
1: probably want us. They probably want us to buy uh, pastes and creams, which we don't need. <laughs>
0: oh shit! How how about Hal Jordan and Star Sapphire? That's a cool couple. Ferris. Yeah. That's a, If you guys ever read the uh, the Jeff John stuff, their their relationship is awesome in that. They're, they're a power couple.
2: Now, if if Grump were were on here, <laughs> he would say, now my f- Grayson and Starfire. No, Star and,
0: Sapphire, not Star. Uh, Star, Star yeah, Sapphire yeah. is she's a Star lantern. Sef- yeah, Starfire is a from the team Alfred, Titans. Huh? What about Alfred? He he's married to the... Got, see, how come he could never get a girl? I, <laughs> well, he's he's always, getting his own I, series.
3: <laughs> Maybe. I always wanted... I always wanted Alfred to end up with Leslie Tompkins.
0: Yes. That's what i was yes, about to say. Yes. The
3: same age.
0: That's why that Gotham show is so fucking... Even though Leslie Tompkins is so hot. What's what making old ladies so hot now? Like Leslie Tompkins and Aunt May in the movies. Like, you
1: want to leave the old ladies alone? <laughs> <laughs>
0: yo, yo, this is a podcast-worthy meme-mention. The shit that 50 Cent posted this week with that old woman with the the big ass. He's like, man, I'll knock the life (laughs) load off that bitch. He Uh, he uh, said uh, don't uh, knock uh, it till you try it or something. uh, Maybe
1: (laughs) maybe older is better. Oh,
3: my
0: gosh. Oh, shit. I like Dick Grayson and Starfire as well. Corey, I really like that. Oh,
3: yes, yes, yes. Uh, Especially, um, what was that? uh, The New Order. hmm that uh future storyline one where they had uh separated but they had a kid yeah good uh look into the future for them
0: oh what about um tim drake and um stephanie brown
3: yeah yeah that's another solid one
0: that's the one the young the young kids like these days you know the messy young couple.
2: what about uh from the fantastic four reed richards and sue storm
1: yeah they're married with kids that worked out uh who's she hook with yeah, I went there. Yes, I went there. What About that uh, that Olympic lifter that they started, like uh, Mitch Mitch Gerads put that up there. A bunch of comic book people started posting her picture next to She Hulk, or posting her picture next to Big Barda. I forget her uh, her name. I'm gonna try to look her up right now. She's like this uh, workout fitness chick, and like uh, she looks just like She Hulk. You guys know what I'm talking about?
0: I, I remember the picture. Yeah. I say Batman Cowan's the best couple in comic book history, but who do you guys say? is the best couple in comic book history.
1: Um, Man, I mean, it's pff, Lois Lane and Superman's kind of hard to beat. Like, probably been going on the longest, I would say. Uh, probably the most successful couple in that they have a kid. And in multiple universes, they've kind of had that.
2: They had their or own multiple.
1: TV show. <laughs> That's true. They did. The, the Lois and Clark New Adventures of Superman. That was awesome. That show fucking ruled.
3: I think I have to say Batman and Catwoman, and part of it is because of something that Tom King did in the current run, where he linked their relationship all the way back to mm. the Catwoman's first appearance, uh, when he had Batman explain that, you know, after he he stopped her stealing that diamond, he went and bought the diamond because he knew he was going to need it. Yeah. So like that, just tying it back through eighty years of fictional history. Mm. Yep. That, that that's tough to beat. Damn.
0: They're hotter too. Who would you rather? Jesus. <laughs> like
3: some farm boy.
0: <laughs> who's hotter, Lois Lane or Catwoman?
1: Uh, I mean, it depends on who you talk to, I guess. Yeah. I that's like a true. woman
0: who. I like a woman.
3: Who's drawing them?
0: Right. Oh, that's true. V- what if Victor Giggs is drawing Catwoman and uh. Never seen. See <laughs>
2: Matina. <laughs> Daredevil and Elektra. Also, if we're gonna count
0: Batman best. and
1: Catwoman as a couple, damn,
0: Graham swooping out them gun. They are a pretty cool couple. I they did
1: result. They did result in Ben Affleck and Jennifer Garner getting married and having kids.
0: Oh wow, <laughs> that that just made it lose a point now.
1: So. I mean,
2: they're not technically like always together. Wait, they're Jennifer kind of Garner that... was Elektra. Yeah.
1: yeah. Oh god. The,
0: and the uh, Affleck Daredevil. I mean, I couldn't uh, make it past like ten, 10 minutes past that movie, but I forgot she was. Oh god, poor poor. Ben. <laughs> she had her. She had, uh, she
2: had her own. She had two. The, and she had two uh, She had her solo movie too. I
3: think she. <laughs> but, uh, give uh, Give the director's cut of that movie a try. Uh, <laughs> it cuts out a lot of the relationship stuff mm. and adds court stuff.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, you know what? And I got I got one more. I got one more. And Robin, I think you'll appreciate this one. Night Owl and Silk Spectre.
3: Oh, nice one.
0: Oh, hell yeah. What about but my, you um, can the my marionette my marionette
3: triangle team? with mm-hmm. Dr. Manhattan.
0: We can say Joker and Harley, do we?
3: Uh, yeah, def- definitely got to give do there as well.
0: Some do right there. Yeah. Do.
3: Good people of Gotham, this is Bad Force Tom's wife. Thank you for listening to Bat Force Radio.
1: Now will you take the trash out? I
0: God, got to do it right now. Dude. Rob, what do you got on the stack this week?
3: deck this week we have uh so for wednesday february 13th dc titles releasing uh i'm going to start off uh noteworthy here is the trade paperback of tom king and mitch garrett's mr miracle run if you didn't read it as it was coming out definitely check out the trade paperback uh, goddess mode number three electric warriors number four detective comics 998 house of whispers number six Justice League Dark, number 8, Hawkman, number 9, Wonder Twins, number 1, Titans, 34, Wonder Woman, 64, Superman, number 8, Red Hood and the Outlaws, 31, Scooby-Doo Apocalypse, 34, there it is. Flash, 64, Supergirl, 27, and The Batman Who Laughs, number 3. Right.
0: Sweet, sassy, molasses. <clears throat> so, books. Batman Who Laughs, number 3, what's going on? the big tamale this week gbml so um last so we find out that uh jim uh uh, commissioner gordon's son jim gordon uh, knows the uh, in and outs of this a last laugh protocol to protect the city right in and out and that's why they're approaching him because batman who laughs is trying to kind of shut down all of those
3: well he has batman who laughs has almost completely sabotaged the entire system right uh, so Batman a, has gone to to James Jr. Uh, for to get his opinion on what way a genius with the plan to destroy Gotham would go about attacking. Right. But the problem is that James has been going through treatments right. to fix his insanity, and they've apparently been working. Med, uh, he meds that,
0: developed by Wayne Enterprises.
3: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 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 Wayne rises pharma and uh, he insists that he doesn't even he can't think that way anymore that you know new parts of his his yeah. brain working and he feels now like uh, guilt yeah. and regret for all the uh, horrible things he's done but you know we'll find out what uh, i have to say really real
0: quick before you move forward that i am kind of proud of scott snyder and the whole team because i do like how he is tying this back to black mirror with james gordon right that's kind of cool. Yeah. i dig that like well, you I mean, literally read black mirror and then just jump forward to this story maybe let him connect in a little way and that, yeah. that's kind of cool as well i think it's, it's, it's creepy
2: cool. how in when you see james gordon you know he's always wearing those glasses like his father but then sometimes the glasses yeah. lower down and his left eye is like white
3: yeah, yeah, it
2: just adds another level of creepiness yeah. to him, or it's, like his when, weird
3: milky eye. It's yeah. like when uh, in the pre-52 Batman and Robin run, uh, when Jason Todd had red hair but had that streak of white. Yeah, yeah, yeah just just having that little characteristic uh, is a cool detail. I love that. And story, I, pol- yeah. I
2: apologize to any milky-eyed listeners.
3: Milky-eyed redheads.
1: I'm not trying
2: to, you know.
1: Dr.
3: you is just giving yeah. a
2: little
0: do.
1: Those are, like, those are like the telling signs of, like, murder children. Mm. Yeah. 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 Man.
0: And um, and then uh, Batman Who Laughs pretty much hunts them down at wherever um, James Gordon is uh, pretty much stocking cans, isn't
1: I was going to add to that point before we move on from it about um, tying it back into Black Mirror and having James Gordon come in. Because uh, James Gordon is Jr., right? James Gordon Jr.? Yeah. He hasn't been really talked about much by, like, mm. anybody, any writer – Right and and the universe and so Snyder's bringing him back. I would say what's cool about him is like he wasn't really involved or around, and then he's kind of baking him back into the DNA of the DC universe. I'd say, yeah,
0: wouldn't you? I would say.
2: I so think too. I think it's cool how Snyder's pretty much the only one that uses him, though.
0: Mm.
1: Yeah, I can't uh, I can't think. I mean, I I want to say recently. Oh, Batgirl! He was in Batgirl for like. He was a, in
2: Batgirl. Uh, was it like, Simone? She like knocked him off a appear yeah. or something like that he went total Stop. fucking serial killer in that uh-huh
0: man yeah i tell you um scott snyder our friend his strengths are villains and psychopathic killers it's just that's that's where his strength is so good to see jim gordon back
3: batman and left, definitely one, thing, interesting. one thing i will say about it um i w- i spoke to scott briefly after reading the issue and he was asking if uh if it felt like this issue was holding up with like the previous ones, you know if if he was keeping the the quality of the storytelling there. So if you're reading the issue and you're enjoying it, uh, tweet at Scott and let him know what you think. Uh.
0: Also, I will say that <clears throat> we we live in the upside down because this book is dark and unsettling, and I love it. And it should be a black label book. Meanwhile, yeah. You have White Knight on Black Label, even though they wouldn't let Sean Gertner Murphy, our friend, put the uh, that you know that panel in where there was a little bit of nudity. So I'm like, yeah, so, uh, it, so none of this is making sense. Batman new Laughs needs to be on Black Label because it's an issue too when uh, the Batman Left's Laughs is going up Wayne Tower and just chopping people's legs off, giving them their due. I'm like, damn, this is this is like horror, man. This is this is crazy. So. um, I don't know. This 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 book should just be a black label. It makes no fucking sense. I, I like but, the part that, where that uh, that big format too. You gotta bake it in the you know. The, 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 the. I
2: like it. I like it when Batman is facing off against Grim Knight, and it's got those split panels where mm-hmm. you know, like the right side is real Batman, and then the left side is the Grim Knight. Oh,
0: yeah. And yeah. He, and I, I have to remind myself that Batman keeps injecting himself with all the serum to keep the joker toxin at bay in his system
3: right yeah well that's what he's that's uh that's why his
0: eyes are going weird right like red or something yeah he's yeah. looking all uh worse for wear so there's should there's like a showdown outside of that wherever james gordon's working at this point right in the book
3: yeah after uh grim knight shows up oh. uh shoots the place up they dash outside uh batman has the the batmobile uh sort of cloaked so it looks like uh, a van and after he uh, launches Grim Knight off, uh, you know, uses the grapnel launcher to attach him to a to a train.
1: Mm.
3: <laughs> he thinks they're going to split, but uh, he makes a pretty quick return. And I like how uh, he explains to to this world's uh, Bruce how in control of his Gotham he is compared to mm. you know. Bruce basically failing in this Gotham. You yeah. know, was telling that he doesn't uh, he doesn't clean up the city. You know, his world doesn't have uh, a Joker or a Riddler, yeah. and and Batman says it doesn't have a Batman either.
2: Oh, yeah. I kind I kind of think that
3: fucking you know, Shade, all, bro. All the
2: all these Batmans giving away all this, you know, do. clues and and things <laughs> like that. All they're doing is telling him doing. where he's, you know, what he needs to do to
0: defeat
1: them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> couldn't even help himself he didn't know what to do, <laughs> you know
0: what, to do? what I really love about what he's doing with this story is how he's dropping Bruce Waynes from other multiverses through this what, fucking what multiverse doing? and then Bats is dressed up as Harvey <laughs> to like you know inspect it with Gordon in the previous issue I'm re- yeah. This is. This, I think he put he, he put a lot of thought into this story so far. How how many issues is this one?
3: Uh, six. This is uh, sixth issue. So we're all, this is the halfway point.
0: Uh, it's gonna be a good trade if you know what I mean. But, uh,
3: basically, he blows a plane out of the sky.
0: All oh, right.
3: Uh, yeah. To uh, to take Batman uh, out of his way while he takes off with uh, Commissioner Gordon. We find out that the Gordon he was there for wasn't James Junior, mm-hmm. but uh, Senior
0: yeah that's and
3: amazing. that's because Jim is the other half of he's Batman had set up the last laugh uh, system to require himself and Jim Gordon to activate it because that was the only person he trusted.
2: that plane's still flying pretty good when uh,
3: yeah colonized. yeah he he blew off the one engine, right? So it's gonna I, he had calculated exactly where it was going to land. Mm. And when he's going to leave with uh, Jim Jr., he says, follow me if you want, but make sure you collect your participation trophies. There will be at least 72 scattered around Midtown, referring to the 72 people on board the plane.
2: Right. Mm.
0: Um, A lot of crazy stuff going on back at the Batcave in Wayne Manor as well, right? I mean, you have Joker running around with his heart exposed after an open heart surgery. Yeah, that's
3: fucked up. That's... Black label. (laughs) That's all I got to say. Yeah, this... This is just like when we saw Joker with his face cut off for the right. first time and then Endgame Joker. This is another one of those moments where you know, you know there's going to be a figure, a statue, et cetera, of, of this Joker. Then you got with, the,
0: the original Joker, which is, you know, that like uh, Hannibal Lecter Joker, and then you got Batman Who Laughs, which is like Pinhead, and then you got the Grim Knight, which is like the fucking Punisher. This is crazy elements in this story, man, and and James Gordon Jr. So, Black Label. That's all I gotta say, man. Black- did, did any
2: of you, did did any of you guys read you know the line where Joker's standing there with his heart exposed and he's like, "You're breaking my heart." Did any of you guys read that in your head like,
3: yeah,
0: did. Uh, that
2: Tommy was so from the room.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I did. I thought that's what he was doing actually.
3: So. You're tearing me apart, Bruce. Huh. That's who he needs to play. He, Tommy Wiseau, a few months ago, remember, had done that uh, audition video to, to play Joker. He needs to play the Batman who laughs, if anybody.
0: Oh, damn. I wonder what the Batman who laughs sounds like, because the font. He sounds
3: like, oh hi Bruce. He sounds like didn't Snyder like... says he sounds like Bruce?
0: Yeah, but the font in the comics always changes. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, like, it, yeah. it's like, when, voice, like it's like when Spawn talks. It's the font, like, it's bold, and the 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 word bubble has, like, an extra outline around it, so, I don't know. It be interesting. Yeah, I, I,
3: I kind of thought in my head uh, that he sounds like Bruce, but just kind of raspy and crackly. Yeah.
0: And um, he head, heads back to the cave, and... How we, we end it with uh, Bruce kind of – he's, like, starting to become the Batman who laughs himself, isn't he? Just starting to go nuts. Yeah, he
3: destroyed the rest of the serum that he's been treating himself with yeah. to stabilize the infection. Yeah. And it ends with him. He's crafted uh, a mask just like the Batman who laughs. Uh, and, yeah. yeah, he's rocking that now. I'm one like... uh, one panel we skipped was the Batman who laughs has brought in another Bruce Wayne from another world. Mm-hmm. Right.
2: Oh right! And, uh, this was the I coolest part the for me. That,
3: yeah, I think it's the one that he was talking to Penguin about, right? Uh, right. That he had, this Bruce had, started his own casino and drug operation to just run Cobblepot out of business. And then he grabs him by the throat and headbutts him with one of the spikes right <laughs> into his eye.
0: Yeah, he um. He takes out like the whole iceberg lounge, man. He, he's not playing around. It's cool to see the penguin though. But then you kind of penguin's always just there as a throw doll, isn't he? Like remember in Dark Knight's metal when uh, freaking the dawn break just w- just takes him up into orbit and lets him get hit by an asteroid yeah. or something.
3: <laughs> and then in Tom King's run, we find out that his wife got killed, and then we find out his wife was actually a fucking penguin. <laughs> Yeah,
0: it's a, it's a rough time. Yeah. <laughs> penguin ain't got no do. <laughs> he does get
2: some do because Batman who laughs explains to him in some worlds, he's the last rogue standing. That's true. That's and true. how in some some universes, he's the one that has beat Batman.
0: Yeah. I think Scott I li- Snyder needs to do a good Penguin Something. He
2: he should do a good penguin book. That'd be cool. Uh,
0: Scott Snyder gave the Joker's due. He gave the Riddler's due in Zero Year. So, shout out to Prime One for announcing that Zero Year Batman motorcycle statue real quick. That dirt bike statue. That's crazy. And sh-
2: right? sh- and shout out to the listeners. If you're if you're playing a drinking game when we say do, you should and be. Uh,
0: you should be in the hospital with alcohol
3: poisoning. Pretty Just good to- right now. <laughs> oh, you're supposed to drink. Uh, I I've been. Eating chocolate chip cookies each time.
2: I want my cookie money
3: on Friday. No excuses. Chocolate chip. Um, she was clean, Man. Mm-hmm. Cookie time. Uh, Vinnie
0: Mates are doing... Um, Vinnie Mates are his little block figures, and they're doing uh, the Batman Who Laughs, uh, Batman Damned, and the White Knight Batman. So that's really cool. Those look really good. I'm going to have to grab those. Give him a little do. Just quick little merch plug. And the uh, Batman Who Laughs number three has... Not disappointed. Go pick it up. And um, enjoy the ride because that thing needs to be on black label. Send your tweets out. Let them know. That- it would
3: be really cool on black. Uh, just thinking about it now because I'm flipping through the physical copy for the first time, and like I've read the digital copy a couple times over the last few days, and it looks so much cooler in the physical copy with like the the matte pages. You know the the deadening of the colors from from it not being glossy. So just imagining it at a larger format of the Black Label stuff, it would look really good.
0: I love when the horror element is applied to the Batman universe. It just always goes so well. Horror or Halloween or anything like that nature. That just And Scott Snyder, he's a guy who knows how to get that shit done. So we probably book it a week. But uh, moving right along, what was it, Detective Comics number 998, you said?
3: Only two issues away from the big 1000. That's
0: though. fucking crazy that... It's about to hit 1,000 issues of Detective Comics. That is crazy. Only the second book to be able to do that. What happened this week in Detective Comics?
3: Guys? So this is uh, Doug Mankey and uh, Peter Tomasi oh, continuing their run. Boy. But I've been loving this run so far. Batman has been uh, repeatedly the victim of someone using uh, his past against him first with these basically doppelgangers of his dead parents to... To taunt him right and and, then attacking people from his past so uh, this issue uh, starts off with him going to confront Hugo strange who we find in his uh, classic Batman suit himself uh, cuz he thinks that that Hugo strange is uh, gonna be the one that's responsible for this monster that that was after him last issue he shows up to confront Hugo and um, Batman explains you know what's been going on and Hugo tells him how you know this that's that sounds beyond my capabilities and he goes from there to see um, uh, Jason Blood. Mm. And he shows up there. Uh, well, it's, it's Etrigan that he, uh, that's there. Oh, so he shows up. Uh, and uh, Etrigan is being attacked by this uh, demon. So uh, when he called for Bruce, uh, Batman shows up there in the old Hellbat suit. Oh, I love what uh, Tomasi did that. That Hellbat 2 could
0: take out Darkseid,
3: man. Indeed, yeah. If if anybody uh, wasn't reading Batman and Robin during the New 52, Mm. uh, the Hellbat armor was created... uh, Its first use was for Batman to go to Apocalypse and face Darkseid to retrieve Damien's body. Mm -hmm. So uh, the Hellbat armor was forged on the sun by Superman and includes some of, like, diluted powers, abilities uh, of Superman, Wonder Woman, Flash, Cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the catch with the suit is this this is sort of, like, a Spawn-like element to it. Uh, the suit is powered sort of by Bruce's own uh, metabolism.
1: Mm-hmm.
3: So the longer he's in the suit and the more he exerts the suit's uh, powers the more it drains his own vital signs.
1: Yeah. Like he's fighting yeah. he's fighting one of the monsters at one point and it says, ninety five percent chance of cardiac arrest.
0: Yeah. I said do it. Ba man, <laughs> when you remember those memes say Batman always wins, um Dark Side over Thanos, Batman over Dark Side. <laughs> oh, that's I mean.
3: true. So. Well he fucking dies, but yeah he, he, he gets him. Well he 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 really just got sent back through time. Yeah.
0: Mm. What was who? What was who's the writer that we spoke with in the past on the show said, Batman doesn't fear death, the only thing he fears is his body giving out before he's able to get the job done, or something Ooh. like that. I forgot who, which writer we had on said that, but I, I never forgot that quote. I thought it was really good. So.
1: Mm. Was it that one time that you got, we got Klaus Jansen on? He ain't giving us him. that
0: do yet, huh, Dr. Do? Yeah. <laughs> Not yet.
2: <laughs>
3: Just oh, wait. Oh. Oh. Anyway, uh, after he shows up, uh, shows up there in the Hellbad armor, th- battles this uh, this demon that was choking the shit out of Etrigan, but the Hellbad armor gets thrashed in, uh, in the process. After they get rid of it, uh, he tells uh, Etrigan that, okay, I need to talk to Jason Blood. Uh, again if if you don't know if you haven't followed uh, etrigan before etrigan is a demon that is basically trapped inside the body of jason blood and you know comes out from time to time Uh, etrigan you see a very different form of him in batman damned right now Uh, so he allows jason blood to to take control back and batman asks blood to transport him to see Vic Stone's dad, uh, Silas, uh, because Silas is another person from his past, so he wants to go and make sure he's okay uh, that he isn't a you know, he suspects that he'll be a target of whoever's after him. The issue ends with uh, Batman is there talking with Silas, but then he starts having it, I don't know, either he's having a delusion or the whole room was uh, some fabrication. Uh, it ends with this child version of Bruce in an oversized bat suit uh, speaking to Bruce. Uh, yet either he's having some kind of mental trip or something, something going on.
1: Need a figure of that Hellbat suit.
3: Oh, Dad. absolutely. And, and the, way, the way Doug draws it in this uh, man. Yeah, it's so good. <laughs> I asked Doug if uh, a future issue, like maybe in his next arc, uh, so starting at a thousand, uh, Doug is off for an arc. But then when he comes back for the next arc, I asked if at some point in that arc if we could see Superman on the sun hammering away on the Hellbat armor, repairing it. That's <laughs> pretty cool. Hopefully we'll get to see.
0: That's Gramps' boy. You'll hit him up. Hit him up for that, Gramps do they call him do Doug. So you
2: know, Dougie Do. <laughs> <laughs> Dougie Do. Uh, Dougie
1: Do deadlift.
0: Tom, what <laughs> happened in the Flash this week? Yeah,
1: man, it was so good. So, Flash, um, issue number is it 64, I think it was. Mm, indeed. Part two of what was the name of the uh, arc they're going on right now over there? The,
3: the price. price. The Price. So, uh, uh, book one is The Price of Justice, book two is The Price of Innocence. Mm-mm.
1: So, it kind of like gave us a little bit more um, background on where Gotham Girl has been and um, tied it very nicely back to, again, the first arc of Tom King's Batman run. And we see kind of what it sounds like from what we, and I'm I'm also just theorizing this. It sounds like Gotham Girl has still been feeling the effects of Psycho Pirate. Um, she's out of her fucking mind. Um, she's been uh, tampering with some venom that it looks like Bane has provided her to set up this crazy uh, fort. Well, she's got this like lab and this fortress secluded in uh, in in the jungle where <clears throat> she's got all these. Uh, corpses that she's like reanimating and and experimenting on with venom to uh, kind of bring them back to life to make her own super team and uh, led by her brother who we assumed or thought uh, may have been dead but she was able to kind of uh, with the help of Bane save him and inject him with some juiced out venom something that I really liked about this issue is um, throughout the whole the whole issue you're seeing uh, and hearing uh, Batman and uh, Barry Allen's internal uh, dialogue and they're both, at the same time, explaining how they're both, like, super impressed at the other's detective skills. And Batman talks about how uh, he always wondered if he or Barry were the better detective. And Barry, in his mind, is saying, uh, Batman's the greatest detective. Uh, but what's cool is just kind of that that back and forth that they have, like, the mutual respect of, you know, they they both are the only two in the league that respect this kind of work that each other does. And they're putting it to good use Um But what's also interesting is it kind of shows you like what I really, really liked about it is two things. Number one, it shows you even though Batman's the greatest detective, even though he's like this mastermind and he's this genius, like he's so out of touch emotionally that Barry notices that. And that's how, in a way, Barry is almost sometimes better than him because he touches on like the emotions. But at the same time, in this issue, that's also Barry Allen's weakness that they play on because uh, you see him having these like flashbacks of Wally and hearing Wally's voice and talking about, and they did this in the issue before too, of kind of having these flashbacks of missing Wally and the impact of Wally being gone and Iris calling uh, Barry and saying, we haven't, which is fucking crazy. They haven't told Wallace yet that, that Wally's gone, <laughs> which I didn't realize. Um, so these are all things that are happening in the middle of the events of uh, heroes in crisis. And um on top of that, I think another interesting thing too that uh, uh, that we saw is Williamson. Um, uh, other writers have done the same thing, but Williamson really kind of seems to be using what's happening with um, uh, Gotham Girl as like an a- like kind of like um, you know an allegory of like drug. I feel like she's like fucked up on drugs. You know what I mean? Like Venom being like whatever you want to make it heroin, meth, alcohol, whatever she's crazy and it seems like she's, she's uh, impaired. So when you see her flying in the way she speaks, the way she acts, the way she behaves, it's almost as if it, she's like on the, under the influence of something. And it's really interesting the way, like she comes down and Batman's trying to plead with her and explain like what they can do and how they could save her, but she doesn't want to hear it. You know, she's kind of grieving for the loss of her brother and driven by the ability to maybe bring him back that she's not thinking clearly. And she's also impaired. So no one who is, is probably going to be thinking clearly. So, um, mm-hmm. Just gave me a lot of respect for the story. Just, like, it was a really fucking deep issue, I feel like. It gave you an inside look into Batman. It gave you an inside look into Flash and also Gotham Girl. And, again, it just strengthened the character of Gotham Girl and Gotham. Whereas, again, I said it the last time, you know, I kind of, when I was first reading King's first run, my whole thing was like, who the, this is kind of weird. Like, Gotham and Gotham Girl, like it's kind of cheesy it's weird like what the hell is going on where is he going with this and now that we're 64 whatever issues into his run and seeing it crossed over with flash like you're you're seeing it for what it was and, and what he was using and what he was intending for these characters and it's like damn this is some good shit so um it's like it just gives so much weight to what these guys have been doing since the beginning of their of their runs you know both with flash and batman and i know a lot of people are um going back and forth about how they feel or what they what they think about Heroes in Crisis and seems to be the biggest thing is people are not uh, appreciating uh, how, I guess, the writers are choosing to depict mental health or mental illness and whatever their argument may be, good or bad, but there also are a lot of people I feel like who are responding really well to the writing and responding really well to just the story, like, you know, put it aside, it's a story, you know, like, regardless of what themes or whatever is being talked about, like, if you could set aside your triggers and and just kind of read it and just take it as a fucking comic book you know it's really well crafted and the way that they're uh intertwining it with ongoing titles and not making it feel like this is a ploy to get you to i didn't feel like this was a ploy to get me to read heroes in crisis i didn't feel like this was a ploy to get me to go read batman or to read previous flash issues like it was just a fucking good story and i think that you know, if you want to go back and listen to our Williamson interview, you you can appreciate that because he talks about how these guys are just dudes that were fans that somehow got to writing the biggest comics out there right now. And they're having a blast doing it. And the favorite that what they do is they get together, they figure out what can make an awesome story. Let's do it together. And they do it. So basically like um, <clears throat> very enjoyable read. I don't know what you guys thought, but like fucking awesome, man. I, I really, really dug it.
2: I thought it was uh, interesting to see how Batman, you know, you could tell the Heroes in Crisis story has really um, hit him hard because he's he's having doubts about himself. And that was, that was kind of interesting to see kind of a little crack in the shell in the armor uh, of Batman in his psyche a little bit because, you know... Um, but then at the same time, when uh barry says something about my dear watson batman immediately snaps back and he turns back into the alpha male and he's just like you know you think i'm the watson
1: no 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 he's not the, the what is it jude law in this situation he's the uh <laughs> he's the iron man in this situation is that who plays watson in the movie jude law yes he's, wow kind of yeah, a small role be- for jude law
3: the the, uh, the only uh, Sherlock I watch is uh, the BBC one.
1: Uh, with uh, the dragon from Lord of the Rings, or The <laughs> Hobbit?
3: Yeah, Benedict Cumberbatch and uh, Martin Freeman.
1: Mm-hmm. He will always be known in my household as the dragon from The Hobbit. There you go.
3: And the So funny, from- mm-hmm.
1: all, all these actors are playing multiple iconic characters. It's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm.
3: Uh, we talked a lot about the storytelling on this issue. Uh, I just want to touch also on how spoiled we are for great artists these days. Uh, Rafa Sandoval on this, uh, issue. Jesus. It, like right off from the start, that, that very first page, uh, with, uh, Claire and her brother, you know, he's pretty lifeless body. And then on the second page where she's cradling him and, uh, Bane's silhouette in the background with his glowing red eyes. That was cool. Uh, yeah, Rafa Sandoval and Tomo Mori uh, colors on this. Yeah, the issue looks amazing.
1: Or was it, Bane? Quick question. Um, now that this is where it is, if we go back and read the first issue of Tom King's Batman when the plane is going down and Batman has to go and... Um, You know, he's got to go and fucking save the plane from getting shot down. And there's the roof with a dude in the shadows who's just broken the neck of that terrorist. Grim Knight. (laughs) You think that's the Grim Knight? But he doesn't, he doesn't have, it looks like he's wearing a mask. I his head's like like spherical, like circle, circular.
0: Oh, way back when Rebirth started and I saw that, I always thought it was somehow connected to the Watchman or something because that was like the big thing going on at the moment. Oh, but... yeah, because he's
1: like what? Uh, <laughs> men, he was like... Uh, yeah, mind the clock. Mind the clock. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah.
3: But what? I think he had shot the guy in the head. Mm. oh if I remember right I think he had uh, walked up behind him and shot him in the head well, maybe okay. he was a comedian
1: gotta figure that out because it's killing me did anybody else read any other camics
0: but um
1: I read Hawkman
2: oh there
0: you go oh there you go give it that do boy dr do about to go into surgery
2: Hawkman number nine if you guys aren't reading Hawkman you need to give us some do. <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: People are just gonna start fucking commenting under the, the new episode posts. Just do, do, yeah, yeah. You know, do. Hey, we're spoiling them. We're spoiling them. It's a uh, two stack episodes in a row. Yeah, that's right. I mean, After the Man, fucking, all the complaints. Hawk,
2: Hawkman is one of those underrated, underappreciated DC characters that I, I just absolutely have always loved. He's like my second favorite DC character, and I'm glad that you know he's kind of back. Uh, you know the the dark Knight metals story kind of brought him back into the spotlight a little bit and then he's got his own title again and I uh, have really been enjoying this book and on the way that you know they tie he's he's like one of these guys that's got this super complicated background and origin story and I love that the way that they're they've kind of all tied it all together where he's not only been traveling you know, in time but across space for different versions and and reincarnations of himself it's
1: pretty cool origin guy yeah
2: this is a great book part of his past is actually you know coming back to haunt him you know because he's explaining to um this character he's telling her how one version of his former life he was actually on krypton was there when the death bringers came to Krypton and he couldn't save Krypton. And now he's trying to keep these death bringers from destroying earth. He actually used to be the leader of the, of the death bringers and kind of turned away from them and, and imprisoned them. And I think it may be like something like kind of like the Phantom zone. Mm. And um, now they're out. And they're after him. Yeah, they're right. after him. So they show up in London and uh, shit goes down.
1: Damn. Mm. Damn.
2: But yeah, it's a good book. I mean, if you guys, and it's only on issue nine, so you don't have much to catch up on. Mm. I don't That's think it's a trade in half. Yeah, I don't think they have actually put out a trade. It's probably not one of the top selling books for them to put out a trade, but mm. I think uh, it's good enough that, you know, it's real quick to, to catch up on if you just, you know, want to grab something for the weekend and read some
1: good Hawkman? I do. I do like uh, Yeah. I do like how the, you were mentioning, um, he's had so many different origins across the, uh, across the spectrum, but they're just kind of folding it all together. Mm-hmm. You know, reincarnation, time travel, all that's good shit. I love it.
0: Mm. Right, any, uh, any other do on the docket for, yes, uh,
1: I, I do think something that deserves some do. Uh, it was, we were mentioning it in the DM earlier, but, um, unseen, uh, unseen reviews for Doom Patrol are showing ninety-one percent fresh. Mm. That uh, critics are enjoying Doom Patrol. That's going to be premiering, and that with I think the reviews for Titans mm. means that the official DC streaming television shows that were specific to uh, DC uh, are doing pretty well right now as far as uh, streaming network specific shows so that's pretty crazy i remember like we were talking about when uh daredevil first came out and, and and uh punisher and you know um we were like man dc if they would only do like their own like netflix specials and stuff and it seems like the guys that are handling those shows know what they're doing and people are enjoying it so that's nothing but good news right there really
0: some good do i still wish that i still gotta watch titan i gotta get the app just so i could watch uh young justice because i love young justice but uh I, I got to check out the Titans as well. I still can't get past the Starfire look, but I did hear it was pretty good. And Doom Patrol's... Dope. Yeah, and
3: there, there, there's a reason for... As I always knew there would be, There, there's a reason for the way she looks right now. And uh, rumor is that season two, uh, we see people getting their costumes. Mm.
0: I just hope she looks like Starfire... But, uh, whatever. Hey, man, you know what? Maybe these shows might be doing better, getting more do than the movies. Because I was thinking about it today with how, be- like, bad the out- the leaked outfits look so far for Birds of Prey. And I was like, and the people were like, oh, everything can't be comic accurate. Then I thought, you know what? Look at Batwoman on CW, motherfucker. True. That shit looks amazing, and that is right out of the... Fucking comic, so you can't tell me they can't do that with Huntress. So I was like, TV might be getting more do than the movie soon, man. Because I think these Warner Brothers, man, you guys are crazy, man. Oh, you guys are gangster. I think some,
2: some, sometimes with these, you know, bigger budget movies, bigger isn't always better. And they get some of these wardrobe people and the the decisions Mm. they make. You know, if they pay a little closer detail. An attention to the, uh, you know, the source material. I think you'd you'd have a, a better movie. But you know, also that may not be their final costumes. That may be just you know their walk around clothes. Yeah. Who knows? Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah,
0: I but mean, I will, but take I, that I will agree. That shit, man! You shouldn't have leaked it. It looks like I don't know. Yeah,
2: um, I'll agree. It's not I, I impressive. Think, I think
3: I think all that was though is just like to have a declaration out like hey look we are doing this it's happening and it looks like because really, they're shooting the movie right now so that was probably something that was shot really early on just today the that they had everyone together in a room and just okay we're gonna you know yeah. put, put something on put on some costuming and we're gonna just take some little promo video to to put out there
0: yeah, I feel. You know what? You know why this is happening, right? Mar- Margot Robbie is, you know, Margaret she, Roberts. She's smart. She knows she, she's not getting any younger by each year, and she's like, if I don't spearhead this Harley Quinn movie because I want to play Harley Quinn, it's not gonna happen. So let me just spearhead. They're like, all right, here. We're not gonna give you the biggest budget, but if you really wanna do it, then here, and it'll make. We know it'll. You know, we know it'll make money back. So whatever. I think that's how. This is all okay. I would not be surprised if this is the last time you see I mean well I guess it depends on the money but man I you know how we can't figure out Grumps' next move definitely cannot figure out Warner brother's next move what <laughs> in the motherfuck dude <laughs> Hey man you're not you're not excited for the trench you could be for the
3: trench that that could be so awesome cuz there are so many it's possibilities so but people are the mentality on the internet is to to just get mad if something announced isn't the thing that you were expecting to come. They're,
1: act- they're acting like but, it's going to star a fucking like, morphed trench creature. Like That's just going to yeah. be
3: the background to the movie. Yeah, it's, it's not going to be a, an episode of National Geographic with the camera just floating around in the trench and there's no script or story. Yeah. I'm going to watch... it. It could be the story of some of these monsters attacking people that are on a boat. You know, it's a, it's a it's going to be a horror movie. Yeah. What, what know, if it what, what people if it on is a boat the... surviving an attack? It could be tr- trench creatures attacking yeah. uh, a seaside town. It, it could be a lot. Of, it could be uh, the perfect storm part showing, two. Yeah. It, it, it could be uh, like an origin story thing showing how they devolved into those monsters.
0: I don't know man. I tell you one thing I do like about this whole shit show is that they are not they are not interested at all in a shared universe or building up to it. And that's okay with me because like I said in the other episode, last thing I would want is for them to the cookie cut movies like Marvel does. I'd rather have unique movies, good good or bad, if you're gonna take chances Sometimes the outcome could be, you know, when you roll the dice. Sometimes the outcome can be the Dark Knight Returns. That's what you get when you roll the dice. Sometimes, so yeah, who knows? Um, if you, and if
1: you do, if you do like a standalone film and you take a chance on it and it bombs, you don't have to worry about it influencing like a team uh, exactly. movie or the rest. Of, you know, you just, okay, well, we won't do that anymore. Let's just go focus on this character now.
3: Yeah, but I, That's I literally like this literally where the movies can be existing in the same universe but without needing to connect to each other like in aquaman Aquaman. sure they didn't involve people from the other movies but they referenced events from the other movies and the the nature of the story in this you know sure there was a big battle and everything (laughs) but it wasn't a global scale battle that would require help from other members of the justice league yeah, yeah. It, it was kept contained it was just mm. a, a this underwater battle you know in atlantis and didn't require you know there's no questioning oh why didn't other people come to help with this mm. so they can keep doing that and keep having keep like, doing it. the next the next wonder woman <laughs> movie will you know obviously be set in the same universe but it's in 1984 so that's why there's no Batman or Superman showing up or anyone else.
0: Yeah. Oh um where on the street is Superman, Black Adam and Wonder Woman are going to be in the Shazam movie to some No st- way. in some oh, shape or form. Just referenced I heard. Yeah or double you know stunt whatever but Well they the kept... first trailer had a they had
1: a newspaper clipping with Superman on it. Yeah. I have And he's watching YouTube videos on Yeah, he's
0: watching videos on YouTube of Superman. I'm I'm looking forward to that movie. I have hope for that movie, Shazam. So, um, speaking of do, like we said in the past, it's about time we finally give our listeners some do. We did say uh, if um, you live, if you rate and review the show, we'll read it. We're catching up on reading all of them, so we're gonna start reading them. And please continue to rate and review whoever whoever has not yet. We greatly appreciate it, so we can get the word out about the show some more and keep giving you your due. All right. So Dave M 13 writes, I started listening to Bat Force Radio about a year ago around the same time I started collecting comics again. Their podcast helped me catch up to all the Batman readings and, most importantly, helped me pick out the graphic novels of all the great comics I missed in the past 10 years. Great group of guys knowledgeable of the DC Universe. Keep it up. Thank you, Dave. Um, Chris from Batfans Unite writes, uh, the guys from the Bat Force, always proving good content while while also providing exclusive content. If you love Batman and aren't listening to these guys, then maybe you should be following Captain America. Thanks for all the great content. Hashtag no wiki needed. Um, <laughs> One Corp Stands writes, Bat Force Radio is the only podcast you need to listen to to get your Batman fix. Bam. Damn. Um, MNUS1313 writes, The Bat Force podcast is one of the most insightful, passionate, and up-to-date podcasts you will find out there. They always have you set with the newest comic reviews of Greater Bat Family, as well as what to look for in toy statues and general swag. If you are still not sure because you already have a few Batman-related shows on rotation, you need to listen to their special interviews with all the main players in DC Comics and the creative teams. Do yourself a favor download one today. Uh, wow
2: thank you thank you
0: Simon Rusky writes 5 stars all around the best comic book podcast available never stop thank you Simon Batman138 writes the only place to get real insight into the world of Batman by genuine fans great interviews and original material on a consistent basis uh, right, NerdZula thanks. writes the podcast is a gem definitely targeted towards fans and people who want to know more about the comics very detailed and interesting Thank you, uh, Texas Saggy nine nine. All gramps, this is a double do right there. <laughs> they write uh, great reviews and interviews for all things Batman. Thank you for the do. Uh, Pugs writes, this must be one of my favorite episodes from start to finish. It had me laughing and hooked. How Kelly started in the business and stories with all the writers. He, he, they were incredible. And now I'm hoping for an omnibus of his work. I guess yeah, he's re- um. Referencing the uh, Kelly Jones interview, uh, live your life 2121 writes, These guys are so good and knowledgeable about Batman and DC comics. I have basically st- <laughs> <What>? <laughs> I had to laugh at that. Well, <laughs> Thank you for the
2: compliment, but we're, we're idiots. Anyway, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs>
0: Oh man. Live Your 2121 writes These guys are so good and knowledgeable about Batman and DC Comics. I have basically stopped listening to regular radio stations since I found Bat Force Radio. I have gone back and listened to almost everything on Apple Podcasts. Keep up the good work. The guest lineup with these guys are. The, the guest lineup that these guys are pulling is incredible. Uh, FUD73 writes I tuned into this podcast last summer and I am glad that I did. These guys know their stuff, and the guests that they interview are, are the best in the bat business. Robin, Grandpa Batman, Batforce Force Tom, and others of the round table are fun to listen to. Keep up the great work, guys. Damn, nice fuck, giving you guys a little bit of do there, boy. Spreading nice that, fun. Spreading that fun. do around,
3: huh, <laughs> I want to say uh, a big thank you to all of our mothers for those great reviews. I was going to say, yeah. Uh,
1: <laughs> that, that, that costed quite a lot, but it was worth it.
2: Mine's ashamed.
0: (laughs) Issue 1 writes, um, I almost didn't write a review because I didn't want to rant about how much I love this podcast and what these guys do, but I'm going to do it anyway. If you're a fan of anything DC related, then this is the number one podcast out there for that. Consistent content with not only pull reviews, but interviews and some of the biggest names in comics. I mean, if it's happening in the world of DC, these guys are talking about it. This is one you definitely need to subscribe to. Thank you. Um, <laughs> this is an interesting name. Mystery Man 1-3-4-5-7-8-9-0, <laughs> Right. This is my favorite podcast that I listen to. Everyone is very funny and knowledgeable. The range of guests that they have every month is spectacular, and you can't get interviews like these anywhere else. My only problem with the Bad Forest is that they fail to recognize that Detroit style is the best pizza. Oh damn. I, I, think, I think Misty Lee was talking about that when she was on with Pardini. Yeah, we
1: yeah
2: she was. Oh, so oh, maybe Detroit this Bell. is Misty.
0: Detroit, huh. do <laughs> so.
2: Detroit? Well, that's wow. because we've never had the opportunity to have Detroit pizza. I mean,
3: I, uh, I have. I live right across the river from uh, from Detroit. Oh sh. Uh, just minutes away, so I have had Detroit pizza, and yeah, De- Detroit pizza definitely gets its due.
0: Oh, nice. a little with a topping of dew right? what do you think there Dr. Dew you think, is that our next stop
2: I've been to Detroit once I would, don't think I'll go back <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's it
3: yeah. alright man that's some good dew uh, Robin you got something to ask us uh, well I do have a question before I get to the question uh, I just want to say one more thing in response to uh, all those great reviews Uh, So we had a ridiculous January for guests. Uh, I think we had five different uh, guest appearances uh, in January alone. We're taking a little bit of a breather, uh, just focusing on some stack episodes and uh, more of the regular stuff for a little bit. Uh, We are coming back with some crazy interviews uh, coming up through the rest of this year again. Uh, We had some big stuff last year, and we are at least matching that uh going forward in the rest of this year. Uh but uh until that stuff uh comes to fruition, where the fuck is the Trunkler and Legends of Lego Bat? Damn oh, fuck.
0: Da- oh, fuck it, Where oh, the Trunkler? Shit. Shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, like you not mo- to be oh, fuck. and uh hey, thanks again for all the great reviews guys. We really appreciate it. And for anyone listening, uh If you'd be so inclined, if you didn't already, if you could leave us a review on iTunes, we'd really appreciate it. So we can get the word out and uh, start blowing up more so we can get more guests, more content and give you guys more ado. So uh, until next time, keep doing your thing. Hey Gotham Dwellers, make sure to stop everything right now and subscribe to Bat Force Radio. We can be found on iTunes and SoundCloud. Don't miss out. Guaranteed to satisfy all of your Batman and DC needs.